You're a monster! Welcome in. It's another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, how are we doing today? Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, boy. Pretty close, guys. Yeah, Hopefully. it is. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, each each passing day um, gets a little nerve-wracking. I get more excited, and yeah, and I get more nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of emotions. Don't really know how to Watching the move other forward. leagues, though, does give me a little inspiration. Yeah, I think hockey's doing really good with the yeah, bubbles. I, I, NBA. I, I, I trust, yeah, I trust the NBA the most. Just don't follow the MLB. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's just not do what they're doing. Uh, so I mean, it does make me a little nervous. I think the NFL said you can lock down your stadium or you can still have fans, and I think the Ugh. so I think the still having fans just, things yeah. I go back and forth with. I I personally don't mind not having fans. Have I don't you mind seen it. the MLB stuff? The digitally the, the piped art? in with no the digitally rendered fans so like they'll hit a home run and it's like they i, I don't know how they do it but it's like it like the fans are moving like they're trying to catch the ball oh like, no i haven't looks, seen it that. looks pretty na- it looks pretty cool uh, that's it. i do know that they pipe in the crowd noise using yeah, the show from, yeah it's from mlb the show <laughs> so i think that's funny <laughs> so well, those just, guys are pretty good at it too yeah like, hey it, it, they're doing great it sounds fluid yeah i mean so let's just figure out how to get madden involved and then we'll be fine uh, yeah madden's already like Super involved with the NFL. <laughs> well, players I mean, go when, crazy about their Madden ratings. Oh my gosh! You know what? We we may or may not do an episode on Madden ratings. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I kinda, so we can put people back in their I'm place. I'm like kind of young, but like I just I kind of aged out of Madden. I don't know. I just uh, I'm still I don't want to so say good. it got too confusing for me, but well, that's just because you suck at video games. Uh, um, <laughs> I used to be good. <laughs> so thanks again for for joining us this week. We're pretty excited. We're going to wrap up with our sleepers that we couldn't finish from last week. Uh, we have some trade targets and, and some trade, some people that we would recommend trading away. Uh, but first things first, we're, we've got a lot of news to get through. Yeah, and I think this is just going to be a recurring thing just yes. because of how delicate the yeah. situation is. So yeah, lots of lists being we'll just, joined. <laughs> yeah, we'll start off with rookie signings again. Cam Akers, Van Jefferson signed for the Rams. KJ Hamler for Denver signed. T. Higgins for Cincinnati signed, and Joe Burrow signed. That was a big mil. contract. Yeah. But, yeah, but rookie quarterback, if they're great, that's a great deal. Yeah, we'll see. So then the Dalvin Cook news, mm-hmm. We there was a lot of miscommunication last week. He reported he took his first COVID test, so he's going to be in camp on time, it looks like. So that's, yep. that's really good news. Yeah, I was going back and forth for a little bit. Other really good news, Raheem Mostert. Him in San Francisco restructured his deal, so it looks like he's happy. He got bumped up to like five million dollars this year, which isn't a big. If he he was at like three, which I I it's think still, if he was on the open market, he would get like seven, seven and a half. So I still think he's a little underpaid, but he got an extra two million dollars, which you to stay with a yet. very heavy running offense. Yeah, exactly. So let's, yeah, I think let's be real; it's better for him. Yeah, he also got paid a little bit. Yeah, uh, Jamal Adams for Seattle, he came out and they said they agreed that he's going to play out his rookie deal because there had been a lot of talk for, mm. with the Jets the past that he wanted a new deal. Yep. And that was some of the stuff that why he wanted to be traded. Yep. But I guess he just really hated the Jets and Adam Gates like I do. So Right. Uh, Who doesn't? Sony Michelle, he's uncertain to play at the start of camp health-wise from his off-season surgery, okay. which that sucks. 
Yep. Uh, Joey Bosa, defensive end for the Los Angeles Chargers, signed a massive. He ended up just passing Miles Garrett for the highest paid defensive player. Five-year extension for 135 mil. It's ridiculous. 102 guaranteed. Yeah, like I think Miles Garrett is better than him, but that's yep. just how it works. Yeah, whoever I, signs last. Joey Bosa is fine. He's not. He's a, no. Yeah, he's, he's really excellent. Good. He's really good. Excellent defensive end, but yeah, I just think Miles more Garrett, health concerns with him though. I, than yeah, I think Miles Garrett is just one. Miles Garrett's the supreme. Beast. Beast. Keep his yeah. keep your attitude under check, and he's he'll be a monster. And if he was on any other team, no more bonking. <laughs> if he was on like any, if put him in New England, and he's gonna be like, geez, Louise. Yeah, so the Dolphins came out and they said that they're, it's an open quarterback competition right now. Kind of don't like that, yeah. but I am supporting. But if Tua, yeah, he's wearing yeah, his I got my new right my new Tua jersey on. So, so I mean, yeah, if he actually if he is much better than Fitzpatrick and everything, he is. I want him to play. But if he, if they're like even right now, put Fitz in. There's don't no put Tua in until there's he's no at, reason until you're actually going to be better. Yeah, there's no reason he he is already better than Fitzpatrick in my mind. But uh, there's really no reason to play him. Fitzpatrick is a veteran quarterback. Let him sit behind him. Just do it. Next year, whatever season you have, you now have another draft you can go through, another free agent market you can go through to bring in people. Yeah. Just let him like, sit. I don't, yeah, I don't... I would like him to sit, but I don't think it has to be like the entire... I just I just want Let them, him play a few games, but just let him sit. I just want them to be good him. to Tua. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like, protect the guy. He just I came off a huge knee injury. And I, I think the sky's the limit for Tua. I really do. Yeah. He's my boy. I wish. And uh, hit me up sometime too. <laughs> we can be lefty quarterbacks together. <laughs> the uh well, he's got a little brother. I know. That uh that always makes me nervous. Yeah, well he come out and said his brother's better, but I think they he transferred do. out of Alabama though. So <laughs> the um Jarvis Landry for the Cleveland Browns, they uh week one for him is up in the air. He had mm-hmm. off season hip surgery, so mm-hmm. that's a little concerning. The Colts came out and said, Trey Burton, they expect a really productive year out of him. Yeah, well, we've heard that before. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't I was fully in on him when he first year in Chicago, in Chicago, but I bit a little bit. Goodness and, gracious. Uh, he fell on it. I have face. never seen so much hype on a tight end leaving a team, going to another team than Trey Burton when he left Philly. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, he was like going to be the guy in Chicago, and he never did anything. Yeah, the Eagles just kind of like, they just spit out tight ends. Yeah, they replaced him with Dallas Goddard, who's <laughs> doing great. Well, who was the guy before? Like they had was it Greg or Brent Selleck? Oh, uh, Brett Selleck. Yeah, because I think they were brothers. Yeah, they had Selleck the brothers. Yeah, so yeah, they've they've just always had great tight ends. Yeah, but so the 49ers, they extended John Lynch, the GM, yeah. through twenty twenty four, which is a great move. Yeah, him and Shanahan are both locked up They're, now for multiple years, and, and they've been doing some good they, stuff. Yeah, so. they. I, I'm really impressed with what they've done with San Francisco. In in a pretty short time span too. It's like two, very quick. Two years, three years at Matt. I I, I love John remember, Lynch though. Yeah, I loved when I he was, was in Tampa as a player and yeah, at player wise. But I, that oh, I was nervous though when they signed him just because a lot of these ex players. John Elway, you can't always GMs, base everything on John Elway because <laughs> John Elway's stupid. What happens in a lot of sports? Like great players become coaches or something, and it's just like like they don't, don't always like, pan out. Yeah, like Michael Jordan, like he can't teach some like. You can't They're teach somebody to be Michael Jordan. Nat, like, nat, yeah, it's, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> can't bring Michael Jordan up. So Will Fuller, he said they say he's 100% after groin surgery, which that'll probably last two weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Evan yeah. Ingram, he's close to 100% healthy, which I love. He's my boy. Yep. 
Hit him up, Evan. Surprising move in my mind. Tampa Bay signed LaShawn McCoy. It was yeah. only for a million dollar one year deal, which is like absolutely nothing. Yeah. But well, they came out and I, it seems like they did that because of Kayshawn Vaughn, who I'm assuming you yeah. will, you say later yeah. he hit the COVID list. However, I don't necessarily know what when someone hits the COVID list is. Are you out at X amount of time? No. Like I don't know what that looks like. You're cleared, you come back. So I don't I don't see why you would go out and I mean even for a million bucks bringing bring in Lashawn McCoy. To fill a roster spot to yeah, he lose like it he later. Was, I mean, yeah, he kind of looked like he was finished last year. Yeah, I mean, it I sucks, think he, I think loved, he has a role. I've, I've absolutely loved Lashawn McCoy throughout his career. He helped yeah, me win a he has a role. It's just not. He's not going to be fantasy relevant. No. So don't go too crazy and go pick him up somewhere. Uh, uh, Miles, Sanders. I did, I did like him on another a couple other teams though. Miles Sanders, the Eagles came out and said they're not going to monitor his touches, which I don't know if that means like they're going to let him run. Like they're not going to monitor him due to health reasons or they're just going to give him all the work because I feel like that could be construed two different ways. Yeah, I don't think I don't remember hearing him have an injury, though, did he? No. So I wouldn't worry about the health. He's not like the prototypical workhorse kind of a guy. No, he's a little smaller, but I I do like him a lot. Um, when he came out of Penn yeah, State, if they don't sign anyone because I've had a lot of. Like, I thought I've, that's where Michelle McCoy pretty, was going to go. Yeah, I've been vocal about go back to Philly. Me concerned about Miles, like them mm-hmm. signing someone because mm-hmm. they're just never really. They've always been a committee team, but and they've never been satisfied. Yes, but I think if no one signs him, I'll be a lot happier with this draft price. Yeah, for sure. So New England came out and said Cam Newton. Not guaranteed the starting job. That came from Bill, but that's also just Bill's MO. Yeah. No well, one's guaranteed anything. So I don't know if you can really take that for much. Can't. Tyrod Taylor, likely the week one starter for the Chargers, which is what I expected. We're both not we're we're both not Herbert fans. Nope. This what? was a weird turn. David Njoku says he's all in for Cleveland this year. Now. Well I don't that's know weird. what changed. Yeah, like it's only been like two weeks. Like Kevin yeah, Stefanski yeah, like went to gonna, him and like, like shut least, up. Yeah, at least stick behind. Like he, I mean, the thing is, is we both really liked David Njoku when he when he came out of Miami. Like, goodness gracious, he was a freak athlete. Yep. It's just not panned out. But again, you look at the offense in Cleveland; they've never really thrown to the tight end. They've never been someone that likes to utilize the tight end. No, he's always been like a touchdown or bust guy. Yes, I mean and he's, he, he it's he just has not worth more it. talent than that. Yeah, he's. I mean, he could easily. I mean, where would you if, if he was on a team like if you put him with like George Kittle, for instance, down in San Francisco? So George Kittle's not there, but you put David Njoku. Do you think he could be just as good? No, because I I. I think Kittle is in a breed of his own. Like he's more like Gronk okay. and Travis. Kelsey. Where do you kind but of he would fit be top five? For you sure. think top five? Yeah, I think yeah, he'd be top. I, five no, I sure. I honestly agree. I think he has top five talent. Because I was thinking, yeah, like they get Austin Hooper, send Dave Ventrook over to Atlanta. Like yeah. I, that would have that would have been that would have been, awesome. been way better than awesome. freaking putting because uh, um, Hooper's Hurst still on there. his rookie deal. So if it was a money situation, yeah, that that would work it out. Yeah, no kidding. So Scotty Miller looks like for Tampa Bay, he looks like he's the favorite for the number three wide yeah, receiver job. I like Scotty Miller. Yeah, he's gonna he, be good. he showed a little bit at the end of last season behind Rashad Perriman mm-hmm. when they were the only guys there. <laughs> so now we get to the icky stuff, the icky grossness, the COVID list. 
Kenny Galladay, my Ugh. boy. TJ Hawkinson. Matthew Stafford, mm. my boy. Gardner Minshew. Mm. Lane Johnson. Jay Sternberger. James Washington. Oh, man. Rookie Justin Jefferson. And rookie Keyshawn Vaughn. Gosh. Just keeps growing. Yeah. And it is kind of, you kind of see like one team gets it and then a couple more guys on that team get it. So it is concerning, but it's been a little bit of time now. I've heard a a good mark for them is like they're trying to keep it like around 5% or under players. Yeah. It's just, it's so difficult. The thing with football and the reason that football is going to be the most challenging of all the sports to get it's this the right. Linemen, man. It's, yeah, a lot is just the offense. You've got linemen that are so close hitting each other. You've got wide receivers and cornerbacks that hit each other at the lines. You know, it, it's it's going to be very, very tough. And then on top of that, most of training practices, you got your shirt off. Or yeah, you know, I have seen a lot of the practicing, though. They're practicing in masks and stuff I've like that. I've started to see that. But I also think the other big impediment for the nfl is just roster size yeah just so many guys like the nba you can bubble and be pretty secure about it because you can't bubble an nfl team when you have 60 people over 100 people when you're counting coaches and staff Staff and everything yeah you can't bubble that you're you're gonna have to take the whole state of california and the covid list it doesn't mean that they have coronavirus but like people can be put on that if like they're in close contact with it or something like that just Mm -hmm. to be it's if they've tested positive or safety precaution if they came in contact and with somebody. Some of the stuff I've seen for the other leagues, I'm not sure if it's for the NFL, but to get off it, what I've seen is like two clean tests in like 28 or 48 hours and 72 hours of no symptoms. Mm-hmm. So these players could be on it and then off it quickly. And just in case, too, if you've been following some of the opt-out stuff, yeah, that's the next piece of news. Oh, go ahead. So Never mind. The notable Jump opt-outs in. are Marquise Goodwin, mm-hmm. who I think he might just be out of the league now. I think he's done, yeah. Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung. There were a few other Patriots. Those are big blows to their defense. Yes, huge. Dante Hightower is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Devin Funches for the Packers. Could care less. He might be done, too. Yeah, he just uh, needs to go away. CJ Mosley, linebacker for the Jets. Geronimo Allison, also another Packer. Oh, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, that, that just happened today. And the big news, Damian Williams opts yep. out. Yep, Damian Williams opted Running out. back for the Chiefs. Um, and before we touch that, we saw that this tweet that said Jamal. Adam Schefter? Yeah, oh, Adam Schefter yeah, about Jamal that, Adams. But, I think he was referring to the Jets not having Mosley and Adams now. Okay, because it was very yeah, interesting how it was worded. It else. Yeah, it was. We couldn't it was find confusing. it anywhere else, so it I almost like, looked like. Yeah, I dove through the comments just to try and like piece together. Yeah, but yeah. So, so just I in case you saw that same tweet, it doesn't look like Jamal Adams has opted out, so that defense is still going to be studly. And the reason you do look at defenses sometimes is because if you have a really good defense, that means you could have a lot of touches as a running back. So look at those running backs, things like that. Well, yeah. Also, like your like team you're playing yeah so it was it was just interesting because i saw that and we talked we discussed it yeah. and then but we couldn't find anything yeah, else like, definitive to, to find say a secondary source yep. just to make sure you so. always want to confirm it which is why i sent it to you originally and then damian williams huge huge because huge. you know we you look at clyde edwards a you know i had him in my 
I think I had him at like 15 or 16. Yeah, I had him a little low. I have been rising on him since we did our running back rankings. But yeah, 15. And there's nothing stopping him though. There, yeah, he could be. He's he could easily move into our top 12. I think he is. I think he's a back end first round pick now. If not one of the first picks in the second round. So do you want to go one, through two. the ADP and see where you would take him? Yeah, go ahead. What do you where we where is he going currently? Well, right now he's this is before one twelve, so back of the twelfth. But there's a lot of players right there, so hmm. he'll probably go in the back of the second. But there's some players before him that I don't like, like Tyreek Hill, no nope. Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams. So running backs, you would take over Clyde. Give me Kenyon Drake. He's very debatable for me. I think they're dead even in my mind. I, w- I would put him right around the same s- slot, but I think I like Kenyon Drake a little bit more. The offense in KC would, I, I do see passing a little bit more. I don't know. I go back and forth with the air raid too, so yeah. it would be it would be interesting. But right around 9, 10, because obviously I'll take Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, yeah. you know, yeah, Barkley, all those four, guys. The, yeah, the top you know, four we can get out of the picture. Yeah, all those guys for sure. But Josh Jacobs, maybe. I think I'll take Jacobs ahead I of think, Clyde. And I think... And Joe Mixon is my last one. I would take Joe Mixon ahead see, of See, I would still take Clyde over yeah, Joe Mixon I, and yeah, Aaron I Jones. I understand that. But yeah, I would take him over Mixon. And and Drake is about even for me. But yeah, I, I think right around that Kenyon Drake. So running back nine for me okay. is where, where, where I'd probably slide him in at now. So for some nine, context, ten. back when Cream Hunt was a rookie, that year I drafted him in like the third or fourth round, but that mm-hmm. was right before, because Kareem Hunt got, I mean... Not well, Kareem he was Hunt. also a third round... Running back. Running back, though. But Spencer Ware got hurt week three of the preseason. Mm-hmm. So are we had already taken our draft. So I don't know where his price would have went, but Kareem Hunt that year was, was the RB4. Yeah, he was a monster. He was... And I insane. think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, is excellent. I don't think get he's a wrong. better pass catcher. I do think Kareem Hunt would, is the better runner, but it's... I feel like they offset each other, so they're very, very close. Because mm-hmm. like we were saying earlier, I, w- I would have found it hard to see projecting him for 200 attempts on the ground. With Damian Williams. He could hit 225, 230, 240 maybe. I don't see him hitting 250, but he'll probably have maybe 100 targets. Well, and I'm not really concerned about any guys behind him. You know, I no. don't think I mean they have DeAndre Washington, Daryl Williams, Darwin Thompson, who I don't think is a threat for anything. Mm-hmm. I think right now the backup, my bet would be Daryl Williams, but I have seen a lot of people go back and forth between him and DeAndre Washington. I've just Daryl Williams has been pretty good when he's. Do been you in there. think, out of curiosity, do you think they might bring somebody in though? Well, they brought DeAndre Washington in at the beginning of the off season. Well, that was before Damian Williams yeah. opted out, though. I don't think because they. I mean, they are. They have four running backs. DeAndre on the Washington roster, so. is capable. No, yeah, I yeah to be a backup. I had him but. in a dynasty league because I traded for Josh Jacobs and picked up DeAndre Washington. And when Josh Jacobs went down, DeAndre Washington was pretty good. He, yeah, he can. But it's just like he can any, take some if, touches if you away. Give but, any player volume, they're going to be yeah. good. So Clyde Edwards-Helaire is just he's going to jump up draft boards for sure. Did we have anything else? That's it for news. Boom. Well, that's our news for this week. So we're going to go ahead and jump into wrapping up our sleepers. So last week we ended up talking about some breakouts. 
Um, we had some good ones, so go back and listen to that episode. On that same episode, we talked about some busts, um, people that we think are just not going to pan out this year. Check those out. So we're going to wrap up with our sleepers. And we've got, I think, some good ones. We've got a couple deep ones just in case, you know, just in case you, you do some deeper drafts. Um, I did see, this is crazy. I had a friend last year play a 20 team. It wasn't a 20 team league. If you do anything crazy like that, you're going to want to look at some deep, you're going to have some deep rosters. That is, 20 teams <laughs> insane. It was insane. I've heard 20 round, but nah, 20, 20 team. teams. And it was like, I think it was 15 or 16 rounds. Trying to do the math. That's like, you're, you're looking at some deep, deep teams. 50 players. That's insane. <laughs> I think it would be interesting though. Uh, so I mean, our dynasty team, it's like 25, 30. We, it, you count we do 30, like 30 players on a roster. And then you have so. a taxi squad. Yeah, but but that's about 300. But yeah, so yeah, so you're also, most of those guys are nothing. Yeah. You kind of hold on to them just to see what happens, and then you flush them out when the the next draft comes through. So to start with our sleepers, I think I need to start because I think I need an intervention. Ooh, where are we starting? What position? Running back. Oh, okay. I just is this every the, year, man. Hold I'm, up, is this is this coming to where you you text me the or you were talking the other day and you're like, yeah. I think we're gonna have an issue. Yeah. On this week's episode. Yeah. And is this what this is? Yeah. All right, guys. So we were talking, and apparently. He's doing it again. He's doing it again. I mean, all I can say is this happens almost every single year. And and most of the time he ends up on your team. Yeah. <laughs> because this happens every year. Go ahead, tell us who it is. It's David Johnson. Oh my gosh. I mean, he I, every he's year. not my breakout. He's in my sleeper <laughs> category. He's the 18th running back off the board. And I just you just want him to succeed so in, well, man. That's that's all this is. You just really want him to succeed. So last year, <laughs> it was a bad season for David Johnson. It was, I, you, you could call him a bust you, last year. Yeah. Can you say anything else? I mean, well, weeks one through six, he was the sixth best running back. They just decided not to use him anymore. Yeah. And 2018, he was a top ten running back, and that all came from volume. What's he going to get in Houston? Tons of volume. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. Watching because I watched a cup a few of his games last year. To rewatch him, he he's definitely lost something in their running game. He used to be one of the fastest running backs in the league, and he's lost he's pretty step. slow now. But he is he's still not just great in the passing game. He's incredible he's in the passing game. Yeah. Still, still yep. catching deep passes down the field fluidly. He's still one of the best pass catching running backs. Well, there's two pass catching running backs in the NFL. That I will put in a tier Cam, of their own. Well, he was, yeah. He, I mean, he's lining and, up as wide receiver yeah. a lot. And so him and C, CMC are the only two yeah. that I'm just. Which David Johnson did have a little stint in high school, as I mean, college as a wide receiver. But his mm-hmm. high school coach was just like calling the school. Just this guy's a running back, guys. Right. Quit playing a wide receiver. Yeah. So last year, Carlos Hyde, he ran for over a thousand yards. People forget that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't Carlos finish Hyde. great, but he had no passing work. His mm-hmm. touchdowns weren't very high. I think he was barely an RB2 last year. Yeah. I think was, if you add the, the passing work, running back 18th off the board is just too low. I think he could be a back-end RB1. Like, he finished at, like, the 12th, 10th running back. So where I'm going to agree with you is 
I do like David Johnson. I think he's a very and capable think, running and back. I think it, he's a sleeper for me because I feel like everyone's pretty much just writing him off as as of last yeah. year because they brought in Kenyon Drake exactly. in Arizona and they and shipped yeah, him out. Yeah, his running has taken a step back, but he still it does definitely other has. things. So I will agree with you. He's going to get a ton of volume in Houston because, once again, who do they have? If no one's healthy, Brandon Cooks is now your number one wide receiver, which he's not a number one. I it's don't feel like while. Brandon Cooks is a number one wide receiver. He's a number two guy, or he plays in the slot. And I don't know if Will Fuller is going to be healthy, if Kiki QT is going to be healthy. They say well, they the are. Problem, but yeah, but the problem is staying healthy. It's, yeah, they, they start each year healthy, and then they get hurt early. So I'm a little concerned. So at the end of the day, Brandon Cooks doesn't get hurt too often unless it's a concussion. So David Johnson's about all you have left. Yeah. And, and so, I think the big thing is they don't really have like a top end tight end. No, so, so he, he can, can take a lot of over passing the middle work. in the slot. Yep. Yeah. He'll take a lot of passing work. I think they're going to give him a lot because he can take a workload too. Yeah. So they'll give him a lot of touches. So I can see how he will be a sleeper. And RB18 off the board is a little late considering just a few years ago we used to argue finished, about. I mean, yeah, he in 2018 he finished as a top 10 running back and that was off bad efficiency. Yeah. Well, just what was it? 2016 or was it seven, 16 or 17? 16 was his huge year. Yeah, he was RB one. And so and 17, incredible. we were sitting here thinking that he's going to be the number one, and, and then he, he just gets hurt. Week one. week one. Yeah, he put up over. Who four, still had four. a freaking great game? Yeah, week he put one. up. He put up over 400 points that in 2016. Yeah, I mean that was almost just, 300 rushing attempts and 120 targets. So he can do it. So in 2018, the last time he finished as a top 10 running back, the last time he played a full season. He saw 258 rushing attempts and 76 targets. I think his rushing attempts are going to be similar, but I definitely could see his targets go up. And that was off like 3.7 yards per carry. Yeah. Yeah. And his touchdowns weren't great. So I I don't hate it. Yeah, I just, I mean just a little bit, but I'm not I mean I'm not a massive fan. And I tr- this year in our dynasty league I traded him draft day rookie mm-hmm. draft day to move up i traded my back end of second round pick and david johnson for a back end first round pick and a third round pick i ended up taking justin jefferson and van jefferson which i don't hate i think it's about you even. would take it back now though uh, i don't know if i would take it back but i do think i could end up regretting it mm-hmm. yeah it also sucks when you have like your favorite players on your team it's just like you have crazy bias all right, so since you started with a running back, I'll go to a running back that I've got. And I know we have – I think we have one that's the same, most likely, because we've talked about him many times. So the one that I know that's probably not on your list is Cam Akers. So he's a rookie. Yeah, he's not on mine. It's, it's easy to kind of have it's, rookie it sleepers. Hard, yeah. It's, it's, it's also ro- hard to make rookies breakouts. Exactly. It's really hard to make rookies breakouts. But Cam Akers has all the tools and everything needed to be able he to was succeed. Their first in draft LA. pick this year. Yep. The first draft pick they Second had. Second round. Yep. First draft pick. They shipped out Todd Gurley. And that was after a year where they drafted Daryl Henderson in like the third. Yep. So, you know, Who they, they were very high yeah, on. And, and they clearly realized he's not he's the, not the guy or something. So, Cam Akers, he's known for being able to run down at Florida State behind a really bad offensive line. One of the worst of all time. Yeah. It was pretty bad. And the Rams' offensive line's honestly not that much better. Yeah, it's so, not great. So he, I think, is going to get a lot of work. Now, keep in mind that Les Snead did come out and say that they plan on doing a running back by committee. I really don't see it happening the way that I think they're going to discuss. I think Malcolm Brown will be annoying for people, but I don't really see Daryl Henderson. I don't see Daryl Henderson being it. I think Malcolm Brown might be a guy. 
you know, but I think Cam Akers is probably going to take 70% of the snaps. 70 would be a great number. I think honestly. I'm hoping that's what I'm going for. or That's what I'm hoping that he goes for. And as long as he can find the end zone, you know, a good handful of times, he's he's going running or I think is right now he's at 29 is his yeah. ranking. Well, yeah. That's that's pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. Like on our mock draft, I took him just for like up because he was my third running back off the board and I just took him as an upside shot. Yeah. So Daryl Henderson last year in a year where they were monitoring Todd Gurley heavily, mm-hmm. they gave Daryl Henderson, he had 39 rushing attempts. That's terrible. And he played 13 games. Yep, that's terrible. Six targets. So I really do think that he'll be able to step in. Um, and unfortunately, we're not going to see preseason. one of my favorite players I watched on tape this past Cam year. Makers? Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot of fun He was to watch. like that fifth running back just overall, but he he's electric. I am a little biased because I did draft him in our dynasty league. So yeah, that's not a good cosign. He's yeah. not a great running back drafting in dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like him, so I, I think I'll even it out. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think he'll work out really well there. All right, do you have any other running backs? Yeah, the guy you drafted last year in the rookie draft, David Montgomery. Ah, yeah, and I traded him away post, this year. Post type sleeper. Ah, that sucks. So last year, I mean, this year he's gonna have tons of volume. I yeah. think he's one of the safest bets to have over 250 carries. Yeah. There's not even a lot of talk right now about Tariq Cohen at all, actually. No. I honestly, I think Tariq Cohen's the main problem for their offense. I think Nagy, he just, he tries to get too cute. I don't think Tariq Cohen's bat, a bad player, but I think he's more of like a special teams player or you just barely use him. I mean, he had like over 100 targets last year, still getting enough rushing attempts to be annoying. Mm-hmm. He's just not a great rusher. He he's good in space, but I feel like he impedes the offense more than he helps the offense. Yeah. So last year, David Montgomery he finished RB twenty four in one of the worst seasons. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was it was bad. I was very upset because I drafted him second overall, and it was yeah, I was, it was in very tough. It was very tough watching his season because I mean we saw the flashes. He had. A couple really good games. Oh Most of gosh. the games, it was just bad. Yep. It, they weren't utilizing him right, or he just his efficiency was bad. Yep. So last, I mean, he is a great pass catcher. Mm-hmm. He has that in his repertoire. Mm-hmm. He is a great pass catcher. So hopefully, yeah, I might regret it. I got David Chark, uh, DJ Chark, DJ, D, David. I got David Montgomery, DJ Chark out of it, which I'm I'm really excited about, but. I might regret that trade just because I do like David Montgomery. I would have, yeah, I would have done the tr- that trade, but yeah, I do. I don't think it's far off. Yeah, I, it, I mean, I think it was a really good that. trade for both sides. But now I'm a little, I'm a little thin there. But it, I, I could see it, and it would and, really frustrate me. And if me. the offense does get better, because he, the scoring opportunities last year were in just the Bears horrendous. Were, yeah, terrible. He, yeah. there's no question he's the he is the goal line guy, mm-hmm. and. God, if Tariq Cohen is, they don't use him, and he's just always three, the three-down running back, I mean, he he does still have the hot, the potential people saw last year. Well, I've also had some issues with my, my rookie draft running backs. <laughs> yeah. I think this year is going to end it, though, guys, so don't worry. Uh, well, it, maybe, it, maybe it takes two years. <laughs> maybe. Maybe my guys take two years to develop. So, yeah, and David Montgomery, he's the 24th running back this year ADP mm-hmm. that's where he finished last year yeah you think he could be any worse than he was last year no I don't there's no way 
Especially if they start utilizing him correctly, he'll only be able to jump. So the only other guy that I've got, because uh, we, we kind of talked about Keyshawn Vaughn earlier, but he now hit the COVID list. We don't really know what that's going to look like. Is Jordan Howard. Yep, he is my last running back, too. Yep, so Jordan Howard. The the thing is, guys, don't forget that Jordan Howard is a very capable and efficient running back. So Can't two, catch. 2016 rookie year finished as the 10th best running back. 2017, yep. 12th best running back. Without catches. 2018, 20th best running back. Last year, he got hurt yeah. in the season, so you can't take that ranking. So every year he's been healthy. He's been a RB1 twice and an RB2. Yep. And he's going... What? And those were all in the Bears offense. So just talking about David Montgomery, he was still with Nagy and all mm. that stuff. So there's no reason David Montgomery can't do that, plus catch the ball True. and get a bigger bump from that. True. So I I see that... Do I, I have him ranked at 32. Is that where you see two? 36. 36. So real close. So so 32 to 36 like range. seventh round. Yeah. He's going super late. He's one of my favorite guys to grab late. Yes. Because he will Especially be the starter. if you're running back needy. Yeah. He will be the starter down in Miami. No doubt about it. So last year, Jordan Howard, uh, weeks four through nine, he was the 10th best running back with just average volume. It wasn't like high volume. It wasn't low volume. It was average volume. He's still a great runner, efficiency-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's never dipped. But, yeah, he's just never going to be the the passing guy. But he, he can handle 250-plus attempts. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine down there. Not worried about it. So he's actually somebody that you know, you're know you going to want to jump on if you can in those late rounds. So going to uh, wide receivers next? Yeah. All right. What you got? So my first, the first one I'll talk about is it's a uh, – it's a deep guy. It's Brashad Perriman. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah, that's deep. And yeah, when Jets? you hear when you hear the name, yeah, when you hear the name, it's I know what you're thinking. Kind of bite your tongue a little bit, you know. He's the sixtieth wide receiver off the board. Mm-hmm. He's really he's really not getting drafted. So last year, the last eight games, weeks ten through seventeen, guess what how good he was? His uh, wide receiver rank. Well, whenever you ask that, it's got to be pretty high. So, it's high. Like 14? 11. Wow. So the last five games of last year, weeks 13 through 17, guess how, what wide right receiver he was? 10. 3. No way. Yeah. All right. He was a monster last year. Okay. He was like the only guy left. Godwin and Mike Evans were hurt for some of that, but he was a mo- He almost, I was playing him in my championship game. That's crazy. He must have done that very quietly. Well, yeah. And the Jets, they drafted Denzel Mims. Jameson Crowder, he, he's just a slot guy. He's not going to be like the main focal point of the passing offense. They got rid of Robbie Anderson. Yeah, so Mims is a rookie. could take him some while, or and he could just fail. I like yeah. Mims, but he that, there is that potential, and they're going very close. They're pretty much going the same place in the draft. I'll take the the veteran over and a rookie. Perriman, I mean, it's been a while. Last That that. that stretch of games is like all he's ever done in the nfl <laughs> he's bounced around yeah but there's a very easy shot he's the dominant one on this team and the 60th wide receiver of the board he does have upside yeah it and just he makes was drafted me nervous. very highly back in the day and honestly yeah. Devonte parker what he did last year gives me some hope it does give you some hope because actually, they might have been actually drafted in the same draft class or yeah or like i can't confirm off. i close. can't confirm that it just makes me nervous because I remember when he was down in Baltimore and he had 
all of the everything pointed to for him to be the number yep. one. I mean, there was nothing down there. There's still not a lot of good wide receivers down yeah, there. Yeah, and I mean, he and could, he still he could be do absolutely it. nothing this year, but he's going in the 14th round. So I mean, it's in that round you're, you're taking shots drop anyway. Those players after week one or week two anyway. Yeah, you're taking those shots there anyway. But a nice little nugget: the New York Jets, they have the third most vacated targets in the mm-hmm. league this year. Mm-hmm. Well, because is Quincy Anuwa still playing there? Or is he hurt? Honestly, I think. I mean, I hope he doesn't play again because that man has had some bad injuries. Yeah, he's he's been battling stuff, and then with uh, Robbie Anderson gone, yeah. So they also didn't pass the ball a lot, but well, it's it was just a bad offense. Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold also missed a lot of last season. Yeah. Well. So that's my deepest sleeper. Yeah. So. I'll I'll go to my kind of I'll go to my deepest sleeper then because I do have a couple of rookies here that I, I really like that you can look at sleepers, but for me I think it's an I think it's it's not as super deep as it's not as deep as that, but he's going around the same slot, and I think recently he's starting to jump on my board, and it's not because I I am kind of a huge fan of him myself, but it's Nikhil Harry. Okay. I like it. I looked at him. And it's not because... You can't look at last year. You you can't because he was hurt for a lot of it. He didn't really have the connection with Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady's also, you know, he's a quarterback gone. that likes... Well, he's gone, but he's a quarterback that likes a certain type of wide receiver. But I don't think Nikhil Harry was that for him. Brady also has to trust you. Right. So He has to know exactly where you're going to be, and you have to prove it to him first. And with with Jared Stidham there, I was like, oh, this is not this is not the setup that I really thought. No. But now that Cam Newton is there, and we've seen Cam Newton be elite many many times, yeah. and he's been Supported able to make wide receivers. yeah, he's been able to make a pretty dominant wide receiver one at times. I think Nikhil Harry is going to be the guy as long as he can play, and I think he's going to be excellent. And I've got him right now going around uh, fifty five. Fifty-five okay. or fifty-five. So yeah, that is pretty close, to So very close to Perriman. and I think guys, you could take him late, and he might be somebody that might overtake one of your top wide receivers. I yeah. really think because they've they I mean, still go, have a if good you defense. Go back to last year, Nikhil Harry was all the hotness. Yeah, he, he was, was. clear he was. number one wide receiver last year in rookie drafts for sure, and that's why I also drafted him, <laughs> but. It, it's still, I think, I think there's going to be, and I've already been watching videos with him and Cam being able to, and they look great together. Yep. And so I think if they're going to be able Both to build that chemistry, dudes. they're huge dudes. So I think they're going to be able Cam, to have a connection. Cam's bigger than pretty much everyone on the planet, but Nikhil here is also pretty big. Yeah. But so last year, it says he played seven games, but it was I a very weak seven games. Yeah. He had 24 targets and caught 12 of them. So. Again, you, you you can't you, you can't, can't base a lot year. of that off of it, and, but I I do think that having Cam Newton there, I think, is really going to be helpful for him. He's got a well, strong the thing arm. I love about Cam is yeah, he has a strong arm strong and he arm. will chance it. Yeah, and he can throw down, and him and Nikhil Harry can get and downfield. The, the big thing everyone noticed about Nikhil Harry last year is his ability and physical contact. Mm-hmm. He will stay in there, fight through contact, and grab the ball. Yeah, 50-50 balls. He comes down more times than not. They should call him 90-10. 90-10. I don't know about that. More like 80-20. Because 50-50 doesn't really sound like great. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to throw it. to someone and it's a 50-50 chance. Well, I mean, you got to take that chance. 
All right, who who else? Do you have any other anybody else at wide receiver? Yeah, I got a, I, I got a few more guys at wide okay. receiver. So the next deepest guy I got, it's Darius Slayton. Yeah. He's the 41st wide receiver off the board, middle of ninth round. So looking back at last year, he was a rookie last year. Kind of came out of nowhere. He was a pretty late draft pick last year. He's also he was kind of a much, late bloomer. Yeah, came kind of came off the waiver wire for most people. So last year, the last eight games, week 10 through 17, he was the 16th best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones missed two of those games. Last year, weeks 5 through 17, so that's pretty much the same span with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. He was the 21st best wide receiver, which is not bad for your rookie season. Yeah. And that's a pretty big sample size. He, w- he was the best wide receiver with Daniel Jones, at least statistically. Mm-hmm. And they were both rookies last year. Yep. So when they were both trying to get make their way up the depth chart, they were playing with each other the entire time. Yeah. Which I do think that ma- I think first impressions matter sometimes. Yeah, I think that you could tell right away that they kind of had a connection on the field when when Darius Slayton really started to kind of amp it up. I think injuries happened. Uh I don't think was Golden Tate playing the, I don't think he, he played missed the whole the first season. couple games because of a PD. Okay. And then you know, obviously Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram wasn't got hurt. Yeah, which yeah, Evan Ingram could but I still think there's room for a great I, tight end and a great wide receiver, like mo- like a lot of offenses. I think if they're if if they're gonna have a dominant wide receiver this year, it's, it's gonna be Darius it's Slayton. Slayton or no one. Yeah, yeah. I he, don't he's, think he's going the earliest out of the three: Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton. But yeah. he he would be my pick too because he's yeah. not. It's not like you're paying much. He's in the ninth. You're round. paying a lot higher for Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard than you are for him. Isn't Golden Tate going before that? No. Where's Slayton, Golden Tate? The earliest is it? Yep. Are you sure? I thought I saw Golden Tate going before Darius Slayton. Tate's 13th round. Okay, well, then never mind. And yeah. definitely, Shepard's definitely the last. Yeah, I know, no, I know Shepard's, Shepard's the 11th round, so yeah. But yeah, Date Slayton mm-hmm. still. Well, then never mind. Ignore that. So, yeah, I, I do like Darius Slayton. And I think having the chance that you can take on... it's I don't even think it's really a chance. I really do think that he'll be able to have a really good I think season he has this the most, year. I think he definitely has the most upside yeah, in the for offense. for sure. For sure. Because he was making some great if, plays downfield. If they're going to take a step forward as an offense this year, obviously it does start with Daniel Jones. Because I still think Tate will have his games. I think yeah. Shepard is... I've never been a big Shepard fan. I have just either. never really... How, t- how tall is Darius Slayton? I don't think he's very big. Give me two Because Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate aren't that very big no, either. No, Shepard's not very big. I'm just trying to think of looking at red zone targets... He's six one, one ninety, so yeah. not very big. No, okay. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump into what this. I mean, I don't even. I feel like we always have to talk about this guy just because we love him so much. And if you don't know who he is, it's really disappointing. You can look at his YouTube channel. It's pretty funny stuff. Michael no Pittman. Idea who, oh, so Michael Pittman out in Indy. He's one of my one of my deeper sleepers again. He's going at fifty four. Yeah, we kind of in our group we, chat with we love me, Michael Caleb Pittman and JT. Yeah, that he's JT sent over the picture of him in his New Jersey. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the number choice. But yeah, well, eighty eight. No, what was it? Eighty eighty six or something. Yeah, yeah. Big, it doesn't look great on him because it doesn't. He kind of has like the same body type as like Kenny Galladay. So I just imagine like like a, a 19, nineteen or seventeen on him. Yeah. But yeah, we were the on numbers. the same page. But then, yeah, JT sent over, like, the roster and who has all the names. <laughs> like, there's really nothing to there's pick There's nothing from, to so. pick for him. Yeah. He just needs to get traded. 
No, <laughs> um, I do like him in Indy. Michael Pittman has he's got skills, and you know you have an older Ty who had a down year last year. Um, not really that excited to to really see because he's and always Phillip been a Rivers deep. Doesn't know anyone on this team. Yeah, he's got to build rapport well, with everyone at the same T-Y time. Ty is a deep ball guy mostly, and Philip Rivers can't really throw the deep ball. Uh, not anymore, not at least. Great. It's just very inaccurate. He'll try, but he will try. But I think Michael Pittman can easily kind of slide in there and be an outside guy. Yeah, if not, I think it, if it it'll happen, it'll happen second half of the season. But I yeah, I don't see why not. Why he can't? Yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to kind of see his, him finally be able to to show his skills. And the split like Ty is like the 20th wide receiver off the board. And where did you say Pittman's going? I got Pittman at 54. Exactly. Like that is a huge gap for players that could be like a 1A, 1B situation in the offense. Yeah. I'm just ah, that's who I was trying to figure out. I couldn't I couldn't remember his name, but a lot of people are talking about how Paris Campbell's still there because they yeah, were very like high him on him. Year, but he's kind of like a gadget player, like 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 how I think Lynn Bowden's going to be played this year. Yeah, play at wide receiver, running back. Yeah, I mean, he only had 18 receptions. He's like a McCall Hardman kind of a guy. I think. Yeah, well, he was also hurt a lot. Yeah, he got hurt a lot last year, and I think that's why they were able to go and get a Michael Pittman. And he's taller. He's to me, he's a little bit faster, and Uh, he's better in the air. I don't don't know if he's faster than Paris. Paris Campbell's got some wheels. Uh, I did feel like they're kind of close, but we can always figure that out later. Um. So I'm I'm really excited, and again, he's got a really cool YouTube channel. I loved watching whenever he yeah, got drafted. I I, I didn't, I, he did one on him where he was moving out to Indy and all that kind of stuff, huh. and that's good stuff. He's he's a cool guy. I'd love to meet Michael Pittman. All right, who else you got? So I got two more wide receivers left. First one I'll talk about it's Debo Samuel, and. And we know what you're thinking. He's missing games. <laughs> I know that. But right now, his ADP is the 35th wide receiver off the board. And I imagine that's going to keep going down. Yeah. He's a lot of people are going to get scared. the eighth round right now. And at that point, you're drafting like your second, third bench spot. And if he misses three games and comes back, he will have an injury risk once he comes back. The re-injury rate for his injury that he had is pretty high as far as that goes. But... Last year, the last eight games, Debo Samuel, he was the seventh best wide receiver. He was a stud. Mm -hmm. He was similar to A.J. Brown in my mind where you just give him the ball and it doesn't matter who tries to stop him. He's going right through him. Yeah. Well, he's super quick. Yeah. Where did you say he's going right now? 35th wide receiver, like mid-eighth. So where do you have him ranked in your rankings out of curiosity? Well, it was before the injury. I had him pretty high. It was like 20. Okay. See, I have him at 29. Yeah, and this is before the injury as well. So why don't you like Debo? Well, it's not that I don't, and I mean, again, he's on my—I have him on my dynasty team. So it's not that I don't like him. I just there's players ahead of him that I would rather take a shot on there. So last year he was the fifth best wide receiver yards after the catch. Yeah, that's his. game. That was better than AJ Brown. Yeah, that's his game though. Is yards after the catch? Yeah. I mean, if you he's saw like a running back that plays wide yeah, receiver, there's he a lot of those little like dump toss plays that they would do yeah. at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he with gets him. rushing it. He's one of the like leaders at wide receiver rush attempts. Mm-hmm. I I do like how they San Francisco does try to utilize him. Uh, it does make me a little nervous though, coming back from the injury to see is he going to be able to stay healthy. That's the risk, and that. But I think at the price that you're paying, it doesn't like I'll take that chance. 
I don't know if I would take that chance. And you, where, what, what round was it? Mid eighth. Mid eighth. I don't think I would take that chance there. Maybe in the tenth or something. Yeah, but I, I don't I just know think if, I'll if do he's my eighth. third bench player. I don't. I don't. Is he going to be your third bench player at that spot in the though? eighth round? Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. in the fourth. No, probably third. Okay. Yeah, I just think I can get some better depth pieces. But so I mean, just out of curiosity, so would you take? All right, Debo or Terry McLaurin? Well, Terry. Okay. Stephon Diggs? Diggs. Devontae Parker? It's funny you mention that. He's my next sleeper. Mm, interesting. I'll take Parker just because I'm not going to have to wait. But okay. where... These are all, these are all guys that I have right before him. In your rankings? In my rankings. Yeah, but... The, okay, but I'm talking... that Before injury, I would have taken Debo above it. Pretty much all those guys. Really? Yep. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's how I had it in my rankings, too. Okay. Let's name that list again. Terry McLaurin. Yep. Stephon Diggs. Yep. Devontae Parker. Yep. I know you have him over DK Metcalf. Yep. Tyler Lockett. That's very close, but... Okay. AJ Green. Definitely. Yeah, me too. I have him over to AJ Green anyway. That's, that's the person I have right behind him. So... Well, it'll be interesting. And so you have Devontae Parker next. If you, We can just jump into that one, too. Okay, yeah. So he's the 29th wide receiver off the board right now. Yeah. Late sixth. Yeah. Last year was incredible. Well, he finally did it. We finally saw the Devontae Parker. We knew that Devontae Parker was. And he burned me, like, at least two <laughs> Every years Every year. Yeah. The So last year, weeks four through 17, once Fitzpatrick kind of got in there, that was 13 games. So pretty much your entire season. He was the second best wide receiver. Yep. Second. Yeah, him and behind Michael Thomas's all time season. Yeah. He and Fitzpatrick had a connection kinda kinda of surprisingly. It, just looked so, it looked so much fun watching the Fitz just yeah. he's one of like the funnest players to watch just because well, him can, and Philip Rivers, it's just like they're like little kids out there. They just love the game so much. Yeah. And he just loves throwing the ball deep and hoping to God his wide receiver can go up and get it. And Parker is great at that. Yeah, he is. And he's always been good at getting downfield. And his 50-50 balls and, are... And are, if you look at the last five games last year, he was the best wide receiver in fantasy. He won people championships. Yep. He's and another the, reason why I lost. And his respect level going into this year is he's the pretty much the 30th wide receiver off the board. Yeah, so I don't have him as the 30th wide receiver off the board. Just to clarify, I actually have him going at 24. Uh, yeah, I, that sounds better because there is... I, mean, I will give is, him some respect. Yeah, I'm not saying he should be like a top 10, top 15 wide receiver, but no. he's being disrespected, and he, I have grown on the fact if once Tua does get in there... They'll, if, he'll dip. If, he'll but dip. I'm, I'm not really... I think he'll, he'll dip, dip just but a I don't little think bit. it'll be that much because I think... I don't think Brian Flores is stupid, and I think if he puts him to it in there, I think he's gonna act. It's gonna be because he truly is better than Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I do like the front office and the coaching staff that now the past two years they've really impressed. Like, well, I guess it's one full calendar year. They really impressed me. Yeah, they trade away a lot of players. They're revamping that team, and it's actually looking pretty good. It has it has potential. Hence my jersey. But I was also very very high on the Colts a year ago, and. They would have been fine. They disappointed me. Would have been fine if, uh, you know. Well, he would have helped, but dipped out. I also didn't like their free agent moves last year. Well, they could have spent more money, and they just didn't. So my last guy on, on my list is Justin Jefferson. So Justin Jefferson, 
I have him going at sixty one. Yeah, he's late. He's super late. Mock, super late. And he No, I didn't I almost he almost won. He's so, he right before one of our picks. Yeah, so he's going insanely late. He's my dynasty draft pick. And he could be the number two. Right off the well, bat. Yeah, I think he is the number two. Well, I'm never gonna say I'm never gonna confirm until I see it happen. But he could come in and take that role that Stefan Diggs vacated. And if you look at the fact that Kirk Cousins, they play action all day long up in Minnesota. They yeah, do. That's, that's, they are a run their first. Offense. Run the ball. Play run action the ball. Pass. Play action pass. And Stephon Diggs leaving just there, opens that window for him to be able to do it. There is a train of thought though, because who's the guy that just got hired in Cleveland? I always forget his name. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. So he just left Minnesota. So last year they were incredibly run heavy. That's all they did. But the year before that. They were incredibly pass happy, one mm-hmm. of the league leaders. So, what side? What side is Zimmer really on? Was it more Stefanski last year that made them run the ball more, and Zimmer was just overruled, and they're going to go back to more of a pass happy offense, or are they going to stay running the ball a lot? I don't know. It is. It is interesting. You you don't really know because last year they ran a lot of twelve man, so that means there's no slot receiver on the field or the slot position, and they say. Whenever it's either they're gonna, whenever they have the slot receiver out there, that's gonna be Justin Jefferson's job, or he's only the slot receiver. I don't think he's gonna be only the slot yeah, receiver. Yeah, he was mainly at the slot in college, but he, yeah. but he's also a big play guy. He he's reminds a big me of like Juju, players like that that yeah. play in the slot but still have explosive plays. Because historically, when you think of a slot receiver, you think of like Golden Tate, players like right, that. right, kind of small in stature. Yeah, Jameson Crowder, Jameson Crowder, Jarvis Landry, Christian not, Kirk. Yeah, they're not. Well, Kirk can play, makes a big play. He can play outside, but not anymore. But yeah, players that just are kind of possession players don't get deep down the field. Just around the first out marker, catch the ball, go down. Wes Walker. <laughs> that's Perfect. always a yeah. That's always a good one. But I mean, so you look at last year, Stephon Diggs vacated 94 targets. The year before that, he actually had 149, but that was also the year. Yeah, that 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 seems like it. That's that was excessive. Yeah, that's excessive. So, I mean, even if we're talking 100 targets, all right, let's even if we're talking 90 targets. I think you get Justin 100. Jefferson could probably come out with about 65 to 70 catches. And well, you, Kirk Cousins is an incredibly accurate quarterback. He's very accurate, so at he's going to get on the ball. At all levels of the field. I can easily see Justin Jefferson having 70 receptions and five touchdowns this year. Yeah, I feel like that's a low estimate. That's a very low estimate, but I do think that, that, I, I think that could be easily had for him. Yeah. And even then, what did Stephon Diggs finish last year in fantasy? Do you know offhand? I want to say like 14. 14? I want to say something around that. Here, let's see if we can figure out real fast. Um, so Diggs, he finished 21, so a little bit later than I thought. Okay, so even point. 21. So even at, at half point. So 21 at half point PPR, that's where Justin Jefferson's going to finish if he has that same exact season as a rookie. Yep. So even if he gets a couple more receptions, I mean, you're, you're easily looking at a back end too. Right off the bat, and he's going sixtieth off the board. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's a no-brainer. Like a rookie, like yeah. When we were doing it our is hit miss. That's where I took all. Like I ended up with a bunch of rookie wide receivers, and they yeah. were all late. That's just how it yeah. is every year. It it is going to be hit and miss. You just you don't always know definitively. I'm just saying the opportunity is there. No, yeah, because yeah, the opportunity is definitely. I had the there. eighth pick on our rookie draft, and 
he was the third wide receiver off the board, and it was like a no questions for me. I was taking Justin Jefferson. Yep. All right. So do you have any quarterbacks? I have a quarterback. Yeah, I have two. Okay, go ahead. So my first one, in it really broke my heart. It's Matthew Stafford. Mm. Him ended up on the COVID list. but Yeah. So last year, it was impressive. Weeks one through nine, first eight games, he was the sixth best quarterback. Fourth in points per game. He's getting back to the Matthew Stafford we in his younger days when he first came in mm-hmm. in um, Detroit. He's got one of my favorite and I think one of the truly elite wide receivers in the league, Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones is no slouch. He's an incredible deep ball receiver too. They have Danny Amendola, TJ Hawkinson, two great running backs in the backfield. I think Matthew Stafford is primed to have a great season this year. Yeah. And he's the 13th wide receiver off the board, late 10th round. He's been my favorite guy to pick up late. Yeah, I mean... Because he does have top five upside this year. Oh, he has top five upside almost every year, to be honest. I mean, what's really disappointing is Matthew Stafford is an excellent quarterback. I think last year he was on a 5,000-yard pace for like 38 touchdowns. Would have led the league in both. Stupid. <laughs> and and he's always he's always a high you're attempt not, guy. Yeah, you're not going to get any rushing from him. So no, that's not. But and when you have elite passing like that, you can get by with it. Yeah, I think I think Matthew Stafford will kind of be disrespected because of the injury uh, yeah, last I year. Think, yeah, and I think that's in people's mind. And that's why yeah. he's on my sleeper. Yeah, because so, we've seen how, he he can't be a breakout in my mind because we've seen Matthew Stafford. He's broken out already. Yeah. yeah, we've seen high level from him. So. I get it. So my uh, my my quarterback is a sleeper. I almost had him as a breakout, but I don't know if he's officially going to be last year. He was. Then we might have the same guy, Daniel Jones. No, no. Mine's Gardner. Gardner. Oh well, we'll, we'll talk about Daniel Jones first. Yeah. So Daniel Jones, uh, I think he he had a fairly consistent season overall. It was not terrible. He had some. Absolutely, he had like one of the amount of how many high end games he had. It was elite. Yeah, but he also had a he lot, had a of, lot of games. There was, there was. I mean, there was a pace that when he was on. When you look back at the year end statistics, they look really good, but right. in the moment, it wasn't very great. Right. If yeah, you look at you know three thousand yards, twenty four touchdowns, twelve interceptions. That sounds and great. It wasn't. He didn't play sixteen games. He played thirteen. Yeah. So that sounds great. But I remember listening, well, watching a few games and listening. And seeing he was on pace at one point to having almost more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah. Because he was throwing a pick almost a game. And if you think about well, it. And he probably had at least a fumble a game. Yeah. So if you think. <laughs> well, he had more than I a fumble a game. I think he lost 11 so fumbles. Th- this is. Th- yeah. This is where it makes me nervous. He played 13 games. 12 interceptions. That's almost the interception a game. That's not terrible, though. That's still not... It's, I mean, it's not good, but... You don't want to have almost it. a pick a game. On top of that, 13 games. He had 18 fumbles and yeah, 11 the, loss. The fumbles have to go. The fumbles have to go. And on top of that, he still had 38 sacks. So that whole yeah. offensive line needs to get better. However... And, but they, I think... They just lost Nate Solder. They did. So that sucks. That does suck. However, I, I do he think out. he has the talent, and he still has well, a... He's re- got the wheels. I was going to say, he's got some really good wheels. 6.2 yards rushing, which is pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, I mean, that, 
for a quarterback, that it's still good. But he needs to get the ball downfield, though. Six point yeah. six yards for an attempt. And I think pass he, I think him good. and Slayton do have a connection, and that's I I like the Daniel Jones sleeper pick. He well, has a little bit of a rough opening schedule. I forget it offhand who he's playing. Yeah, but uh, it, it's rough. So I can, I can tell you in a second. You might not want to draft. He goes. Pit. I think he. I think he is a dark horse, like to have that second year breakout. Yeah. I don't know if I'll it's be gonna be a late him, though. It'll be late, but like dynasty trade target, I think he's a great trade target, and I think, I think people might end up dropping him because he starts the season off terribly. Yeah, and after he gets through that stretch, he could be past week four. He's got a beautiful yeah. Schedule. So who's so week week one Pittsburgh, week two that's at home, week two at Chicago, week three versus San Francisco. Yeah, those are rough. week four at the Rams. It That's is kind of terrible, a tough. It's still yeah, a tough four games. Really um, Pittsburgh and, is going to have a lethal defense. Yes. Year. Oh yes, they're going to be they're going to be devastating. And the, we and all then, know what the 49ers defense is. Yeah. Past that, Dallas, it'll be a shootout. Washington, no problem. Philly shootout. Tampa shootout. Washington again. You know. You know what I'm saying. So it's Cincinnati. Yeah, none of the eh. defenses in the divisions that where you really like to look because they play those teams twice. Yeah, the Eagles, Washington, Dallas—they don't really scare me. No, Dallas's defense is Dallas will still best. They'll still come out as the seed in that division. But they lost Byron Jones. Man, I'm just still not worried about it. So it's it's fine, but I think Daniel Jones with the schedule, with the talent that's there, still got Saquon. So I think he can he can easily be a nice little pickup late. And I don't know where I got him going fifteenth. That sounds about right. He's going pretty late still. Yeah, I don't know what quarterback he is, but I see him like mid eleventh round. So, so there you go. Very close to where Stafford's going, and he's the thirteenth. So that sounds right. All right. Yeah. So other my guy, the last sleep I have, it, it is Gardner. Gardner. And I kind of just put him on this list because he's being undrafted. He's the twenty seventh quarterback off the board. There's only thirty starting quarterbacks in the league. People like Teddy Bridgewater and stuff are going ahead of them. When Stat, when Minshew last year did. Pretty good. He was a consistent mm-hmm. streamer for people and people starting him. He adds good rushing, great opening schedule. I'm a pull. Can you pull that up for me? while I go yep. through this. Mm-hmm. The talent on the offense is it's not great, but he still has Chark, Didi. Hopefully, Chenault turns into something. They added Tyler Eifert at the tight end position. They brought in Chris Thompson at running back. Leonard Fournette. I think I know you're really down on the offense this year. I'm not down on the offense. I don't think as it's going to be terrible. Defense. Exactly. Yeah, I think they're going to be a really, really bad team, but I think they'll have some moments on offense. And they brought in Jay Gruden, offensive coordinator that turned Kirk Cousins, also an extremely was. late round quarterback who had to fight to win, like Kirk Cousins, to get the job. And I, I mean, Jay Gruden. I don't think he was the greatest head coach, but he's a good offensive coach. Yeah. So it looks like they've got a pretty good opening schedule, but their second half schedule is pretty rough. So they opened against Indy at home, good. at Tennessee, versus Miami at home, at Cincy, at Houston. Yeah, those home three against right there Detroit, cakes. Detroit. Oh yeah, those four. Those four stretches. So that's cakes. weeks one through six, which would are great. However, the back half of the season, especially playoff time, you're looking at week sixteen against Chicago, week fifteen yeah. against Baltimore, <laughs> week. 13 against Minnesota, week 11 against Pittsburgh, week 10 against Green Bay, week 8 against the Chargers. Yeah. There's a lot of red. Yeah, but... <laughs> but 
because we I'm not, play. Hey, I'm not saying he's going to be like week a top seven, ten quarterback, but I yeah. think he'll be a very capable. If you if you're very if you're late a streamer, and you miss a couple of your guys, yeah. Or if you're a streamer, so say for instance you want to take you know Gardner Minshew, who's undrafted, play him first six weeks, dump back over to a Daniel Jones for the back after the season. Yeah, if that works there out you like go. That, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't know why he's being undrafted. I think he has a lot of value, and if he improves. Like we've seen a lot of other quarterbacks in year two. I don't. I mean, he was like a like late like late teens mm-hmm. ranking last year mm-hmm. as a rookie and fighting for his job. I mean, I don't hate it because I think their defense is going to be so bad that they have to throw. Yeah. So he's going to be a league leader in attempts this year, which is why I went out and traded for DJ Chark because I think that he's going to get a lot of. He's just going to get peppered. Yeah, and this is just another reason to late quarterback strategy. Yep. I mean, him and Tannehill are usually going undrafted in drafts. Yep. Both of those I would be I'll fine take, with my starter. I'll take Minshew a little bit over Tannehill. Really, I think I'd take Tannehill over Minshew, but I I think I mean, it's very close. Yeah, it is It is interesting. Do you have any tight ends? Nope. Okay. Yeah, yeah the I. only two that were Gisecki and Higby, and they were yeah, both in the breakout. I got, so. I got Jonu Smith and Noah Fant maybe was someone that I was – considering but i didn't put any down so so now we're going to jump into our trade targets so i think we each have three trade targets and we each have one well two trade four one trade. oh four. i have three okay okay so that's fine okay, I, can, I guess i could get some other ones no that's fine i well, can we, knock one we out talked about some of mine so i'll start first my first one was david montgomery trade target yep kind of like how you traded him away i think yep. that's a fair trade but i think you could get david montgomery cheaper than like dj than offering having to get DJ Chark for him. Yeah. I think you could pay less to get David Montgomery. Yeah. And we, I, we, we, we talked about him earlier. I, I do think he has great upside. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm, I'm really disappointed that I don't have him anymore. <laughs> that's for sure. But I think that if, as the hype continues though, I don't know. It's well, someone no that you're going to want to trade. About him. That's why he's on my sleeper category. Cause no one is really talking. They talk about, yeah, he's, a starting running back, he'll get good volume, but no one's really talking about. No how one's talking good he about him like they did last year. Exactly. That's, that's and post hype sleeper is a thing. True. Some people need that year, or something happens, and they come back later and do exactly what people thought they were going to do. Yeah. So um, my first one is well, we we did talk about him earlier a little bit. Was Jordan Howard? Yeah. Uh, that's I, a good one. I think Jordan Howard's almost a must-have. You can get him so cheap. cheap. I mean, we're talking like a fifth round. You know, if you're doing five round rookie draft, you can get him for maybe a fourth or a fifth. He, he'll probably just be a throw-in for. A That's trade. what I'm saying. Like he's just a toss-in. Like for someone's something. trying to get a deal done, you just be like, "Hey, add Jordan Howard, and it's done." But the thing is, is I think you're going to get a starting running back that is going to have a ton of attempts this year in Miami. So and he's, he's not, never been bad when he's got. You it. can try and get him and act like he's a tossin, but he's not a tossin. He's actually somebody yeah. that you're going to want to target. Yeah, I actually traded him last year in a dynasty league, but mm-hmm. that was before he got like had his little explosion in Philly, and he was a tossin then. But hindsight now, a year later, I can't. Well, it's so long ago, and it doesn't matter, but. I think that same thing could happen now, mm-hmm. but he actually does have incredible upside this year. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. So my next one is kind of my boy this year, 
and it's Tyler Lockett. I've been defending him a lot, talking about him a lot. And last time we did this trade segment, my trade away guy was DK Metcalf. I think you should trade away DK Metcalf and get Tyler Lockett. Mm. Even long term? Yeah. Because he's not that old. It's true. Let me get his age to verify. He's 27. He's played five years in the league. And last year, guys, he was incredible. Weeks one Mm -hmm. through nine, before he got hurt and had his little spurt, he was the third best wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah. Third. Yeah. He's a yard per catch guy. And him and Russell just have one of the best connections I've ever seen a Mm -hmm. wide receiver and quarterback have. They just continue to be able to find, and he's always open for some and reason too. Well, because when he came into the league, he was just kind of like a specialty guy, kick return, punt returns, and he'll run a deep route. Mm-hmm. Now he's one of the best route runners in the league. He is yeah. incredibly talented, and surprisingly, he gets the touchdowns. He has 18 touchdowns over the past two years. Yeah, yeah. So no, next I, I I like it. I've I've even I've and been on board with you with the locket over DK this year. If, for even sure. if it was just on a, in a dynasty league, I don't know if I would actually trade locket for DK straight up. But it's honestly it's close for me because twenty seven at Tyler Lockett because the speed guys seem like they have it longer for some reason. You wouldn't think so, but just the big physical guys seem like they lose it quicker. Mm-hmm. I think Tyler Lockett could easily play for another five years at a high end level. Yeah. And that's all, that's like the max reach I go in Dynasty. I don't think about anything really after three years, five years most. So my next guy is kind of surprising because I do think that he's been he's been really good lately. Uh, well, he's been really good since he's been in the league, but it's Calvin Ridley. I think people kind of underestimate him because he's behind Julio Jones. Yeah. But if you really look at he his stats... Been, it's, it's, it's just been odd because he's been good when he's been on the field, but his statistics and career finishes haven't been great he's been I mean, a wide receiver too back in the post of the past two years yeah and statistically they are like the exact same seasons i think one season he played a little bit less games yeah but that's the thing is he played three less games and still outperformed his 16 game totals so i think if he stays healthy plays another full 16 his yards will go up his receptions will go up and more importantly 10 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns you don't really you're not going to get yeah. much higher than that so if he can still finish it's between weird. seven it's like and Julio ten, can't get touchdowns, and Ridley just eats him up. Yes. So I think if you know if you're really looking for a, another consistent, someone that's going to need to come in that can fill your roster slot, it might take a little bit to get him. I do understand that, but it might take a little. It's going to take a little bit to get someone like Tyler Lockett as well. You're going to have to give up some juice. But I think Calvin Ridley will be able to come out and still be very efficient for you. Yeah, and I'm incredibly low on Hayden Hurst. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like, because the have, targets have to go somewhere, and I yep. think Calvin Ridley can't have a boost. I think Calvin Ridley's going to get a I think there's a, a chance him and Julio are both Monsters. top 20, top yep. 15 wide receivers. Yep. Well, Julio, obviously, but I think Ridley could also get in that top 15, possibly. All he has to do is stay healthy. And he last year was the first year he didn't. He was unhealthy. In well, his rookie season, he yeah, was Yeah, he might not have like actually missed full games, but just like always having in, on the injury report and stuff like that always makes you nervous. All right, who's your trade away? recommendation trade away it's tough i think it's got to be in a dynasty league it looking at i think it's Cortland sutton Mm -hmm. i've been looking at these dynasty league rankings and he's like the 20th pick yeah that's crazy to me i have him on my dynasty team and i would not draft him at the 20th going ahead of notable players juju smith schuster george kittle miles sanders lamar jackson aaron jones tyler lockett aj brown 
Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, and it goes on. There's more players. Mm-hmm. I think that's insane. I think Jerry Judy significantly caps his upside, and I, I'm not real big. I don't on their off. I think their offense will be good, but I don't think it's going to be great. It just it kind of depends. I mean, a lot does ride on Drew Locke, but he's also, you know, this is his first year that he's going to try and be the guy at the quarterback position for yeah. Denver. And will he be able to sustain that many miles? We just don't know. Yeah. I think I think that's great. In Dynasty, really cool. the younger player always gets a big boost, but sometimes that's unwarranted, I think. And I think it's unwarranted here. So my guy uh, is DeAndre Swift. And it's not because of the talent. Yeah. It's just opportunity. You're, you're asking somebody who's also, by the way, getting drafted in most mocks are going ahead of on Johnson. Yeah, rookie... Yeah, redraft this year. He's going he's, fifth round. He's pretty he's early. He's so early. Top 30 running back. And guys, carry on Johnson. First off, let's talk the offense. We've already talked Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's going to throw for like 5,000 yards. Yeah, the rushing offense. He's going to have so many more attempts than they're going to have rushing attempts. It's not even close. No. So why do you think that DeAndre Swift all of a sudden is going to come into Detroit and completely change that offense? He's not. Carrion couldn't really do it. And, and Carrion is a very capable running back. I, yeah, I've, I've loved Carrion. And but. when he came out, he didn't change the offense. No, so, he played great in the <laughs> offense, but it was on incredible efficiency. He had 118 attempts his rookie season for Carrion Johnson. Now that is only in 10 games. Yeah, so that, but, that's still pretty good. But, it's not terrible, span, but, but again, it's, it's not, not great. Yeah, it's not what you're really wanting. So, and he was efficient. 5.4 yards a carry. You know, last that's, year that's he great. only played eight weeks, which you know really sucked. But 3.6, that's still not bad. I don't see DeAndre Swift coming in and being the guy right away, unless no. Carrion Johnson gets hurt. Even still. So drafting him in the fifth round and drafting him over the starter, I yeah, don't see in it. In rookie drafts, he's like a mid-first-round pick. Yeah, he's and, going and six, rookie seven. Drafts, I th- yeah, you could definitely use that. Yeah, if it's a rookie draft, he's not going to be bad. He's not going to be the guy this year, though. But no. he's fine to take early. But fifth round and redraft is ridiculous. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not I, real. Besides, especially... Clyde now yeah. has clearly separated himself, but I'm not really in on Jonathan Taylor. JK I, I like Jonathan Taylor. D- I like JK Slayton. more than DeAndre. I mean, and I like DeAndre. Cam Akers. And honestly, I don't even mind Kayshawn Vaughn, you know, with the opportunity he has in Tampa. Honestly, I think my second favorite is Cam. I do like Cam. I, I, I think I it's mean, think Clyde, then Cam for me. Good stuff. So, well, that's what uh, we've got for you guys this week. Let us know. Let us know what you guys like as far as our trade targets and our sleepers. And do you think DeAndre Swift is going to be better than Carryon Johnson this year? We disagree. But let us know. <laughs> let us know your thoughts. And do you think Cortland Sutton is uh, kind of slotted to be someone that you don't want to have on or your season? Or let us know what you would give up for Cortland Sutton. Yeah, let us know what you would if give you up for If you disagree, how good do you think he is? But give Where would a, you put him in? Give us a follow. Hit us up. Mm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the TFL Monsters. Patreon, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. Send us your pics of our T-shirts if you guys got them. I know they're still getting delivered. I'm uh, a big fan of the T-shirts. I, yeah, awesome. I got mine already. We love the T-shirts. Super comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm six. I mean, I'm like, people will call me tall. I'm not like super tall. I'm 6'3", but kind of hard for me to fit in okay. a normal yeah shirts and it fits me great yeah so super excited we'll shoot them out on or post them on your instagrams and tag us um that's totally fine too 
So we would love to see you guys in the shirts and rocking those shirts. But thanks again for listening to the Fantasy Monsters podcast with Caleb and James, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be ruby in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah, I feel like a monster.